Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, for Friday, September 22nd, a.k.a. Fry-yay. How about that easy winner last night with the Niners, baby? Starting the weekend off great. Um, just a, a snoozer we'll get to shortly. I got some hot takes on the Giants. Nothing to really say about the Niners. Uh, we have a great guest today. Spent a long time in the NFL. He is getting the red carpet treatment from the Minnesota Vikings this weekend where he spent nine seasons. He's now a teammate at Fox Sports Radio. Kyle Rudolph, legendary Notre Dame tight end. I can say legendary. Um, I happen to play basketball with one of his um, high school, uh, sorry, one of his college roommates at Notre Dame, Dane Christ. I actually, he's he's on a workout plan, and I'm lifting with him three or four days a week. It's tough, uh, but it's fun. Uh, so I got some good Kyle Rudolph stories from Dane. He's like, you got to get him on the pod. I was like, done. Um, we will wrap up with uh, a lengthy best bet. I didn't pick every game. This is a tough week, but we got it off to a good start with the 49ers on Thursday Night Football. But uh, no big, big, big bet like Buffalo last week, but do feel confident in, in several games this weekend. Let's start with the 49ers just trouncing the Giants, 30-12, to 12, a snoozer. I mean, this game sucked. Uh, I love the NFL. It's a tough watch. These island games, man, they can be tough. If, this, if it gets out of hand early, which this one did, I mean, the Giants had a good drive the first time, and then the next two drives, I think, combined for like two yards. And then at halftime, it feels like a snoozer. Giants did score in the third, whoop de damn do and the Niners just put a beat down on after that. No, no, no sweat whatsoever. They hit the 30-point mark with Brock Purdy again. They cover easily at home again. That's eight straight at home. They've won and covered. This team is best in the NFL, second best? I don't know. I think the bigger story here, though, Besides me starting Debo Samuel in fantasy and Brock Purdy and looking good in fantasy, even the kicker I started for the Niners. Um, I think the bigger here story, the bigger story here is the New York Giants. They look like the dumpster fire I predicted they would be at the beginning of the season. We're talking about a team now three games in who got their butts kicked up and down the field at home in the opener by Dallas for all four quarters. Okay. Then in week two, they go to Arizona 
and they get their doors blown off for the first half. They do come back and rally in the, in the second half and, and, and pull out a miraculous win over arguably the least talented team in the league that's probably going to be drafting first overall. Okay? Then you come out short week. I know, tough short week. Oh, it's so difficult. And you got to play the Niners on the road and no Saquon and the offensive line's beat up. You think maybe they would have been able to cook up some interesting stuff. Maybe. Short week, but it's tough. Tall order. And they essentially, I'll give them the third quarter. Um, but essentially, they lose three out of the four quarters. If you're keeping score at home, 12 quarters a season for the Giants. Lost four against Dallas. Lost two against Arizona. Lost three tonight. Nine of 12 quarters, they've gotten their butts kicked. This team does not look competitive at all. The New York Giants, ladies and gentlemen, against the Niners, and it was a short week. Their $39 million a year quarterback, Daniel Jones, was a non-factor from the jump. They had... Are you ready for this? 150 yards of total offense. That's it. 3.3 yards per play. Zero explosive plays. They didn't have a carry that went 10 yards. It was almost like they didn't want Daniel Jones to run because he would have got killed by one of those linebackers. And they had no explosive plays through the air. They were inept woefully on offense. I get it. Last year was a charm season. And Brian Dable is able to get the most out of Daniel Jones. But I'm here to tell you that ship has sailed. They're not making the playoffs. I don't care when Saquon comes back. They get an extra day off. So you get the extra rest here playing on Thursday. And then they play next Monday against Seattle. Seahawks have to fly across the country. And maybe, maybe Saquon Barkley's back. Okay? He's saying, I guess he gave an interview to somebody where he's saying maybe it's a high ankle sprain. It's not as bad as anticipated. I don't know how that could be, but whatever. And and they need Saquon back. Without him, they're very limited. Everybody was all excited about Darren Waller, the addition of Darren Waller. In the, oh, yeah, such a difference maker. What, like three years ago? Like, he couldn't catch a cold against the Niners. Tell me the biggest play he's had this season. Where's he a factor? They draft a young kid out of Tennessee. They love this young kid, Jalen Hyatt. Oh, he's so good. What do you have, a handful of snaps tonight? Like, I don't know what the Giants are doing. And then, I'm going to save the, save the best for last, Wink Martindale. Are you ready for this? So, Wink Martindale's DNA is we got blitz. We got blitz the hell out of the opponent. And that's fine. They blitzed Brock Purdy on 84% of his dropbacks. What did Brock Purdy do? Oh, well, he's a seventh-round pick. Maybe it was a lucky, charmed run last year. Let's blitz him and put pressure him. He doesn't have Ayuk, his deep threat, who wins one-on-one. Yeah, You want to know how that worked out? Brock Purdy against the blitz, 20 of 31 for 247 yards and both touchdowns. Didn't quite work out how you thought, Wink Martindale. Listen, I I like this Giants team last year. I was on them. A couple guests came on the podcast before the season. They were like, look out for this Giants team, man. Dable's a huge upgrade. I totally agreed. Wink Martindale was an upgrade. Totally agreed. But then again, two years ago, they they had nothing going on. Then they paid Daniel Jones, and that was when it all fell apart for me. You watch this guy. You're telling me he's a $39 million a year quarterback? Daniel Jones? Show me the drive he's had this season against good competition that impressed you. And I'm not talking about Arizona. Listen, Rob, I'm sure people are going to say I'm coming down way too hard. It's a Thursday night island game. Uh Uh-uh. Rob, some of us saw this coming. This team is not good. The schedule is brutal. Hold on, I got it right here. The schedule coming up for the one and two Giants. They host Seattle. I don't think that's a lock. That'll be a tough game. I would say coin toss. What are they favored? Maybe by two at home? Maybe it's a pick them? I don't know. After that, and they better win that Seattle game if they want to have any hope. 
The Giants travel to Miami and Buffalo back-to-back. Then it's Washington. Then it's the Jets, Raiders, Cowboys. This season could be over by conservatively Thanksgiving for the New York Giants. I don't see any hope. And Rob, I'm sure people are going to be like, Jay, you're coming down hard. I, I, I think this is fair, fair criticism. The Giants stink, and they are in real, real big trouble. Yeah, that's like the understatement of the century. And you know what's <laughs> okay. funny is before we started recording, I was telling you like, man, I hope you have something good to say because like I, I, when a game goes exactly the way you expect it to, it's hard for me to generate hot takes. Like I, I pride myself on being able to come up with a take on anything. That one was a little bit difficult. And then you told me what you were going to say. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can piggyback off of that. The New York Giants across the first half of three games so far have been outscored 63 to six. All right. Daniel Jones, who I said after week one, like, hey, I don't know for sure if he's a bad quarterback or not. We didn't see he didn't get enough chance. He was getting under pressure like 89% of the snaps. He got sacked seven times against Dallas. Let's give him, you know, some time. And then he follows it up in Arizona by having what some are calling the greatest second half in NFL regular season history. Right? He threw for over 250. He rushed for over 50, threw two touchdowns, rushed for a touchdown, had no turnovers. No other quarterback in NFL history had ever done that in the second half of a game. Only one quarterback had done that in any other half. That was Mike Vick during like the absolute peak of his Philadelphia Eagles days. Right? So he had an all-time great second half against Arizona. And then if you take that out, all right, Take that one magical, charmed half out across the other, what was that now, 10 quarters. He's thrown for about 300 yards, zero (laughs) touchdowns, four interceptions. Okay, everything I said after week one, I don't know if he's a bad quarterback or not, we'll get to give him a chance. It's official. He's a bad quarterback. He's not any good. The only reason why people even had any kind of belief in him to begin with coming out of last season is because he lit up two of the worst defenses in the NFL. The only two teams to do 300 yards against were two of the worst defenses. And because he, you know, didn't turn the ball over. I don't know when not turning the ball over was a sign that you're a good quarterback. Like you don't have to do anything else. Just don't make the huge giant mistake. That should be considered the bare minimum of an NFL quarterback. And somehow he parlayed that into $40 million a season. You touched on it. Maybe it leads to Saquon Barkley, you know, playing elsewhere next season because they feel like they had to pay one guy and they didn't want to pay the, the, the real hub of their offense. Look, the New York Giants are terrible. There's a reason I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. Daniel Jones is vastly overpaid. And that one contract, that one decision to offer him that kind of money is going to set their franchise back at least two or three years. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's interesting. You you mentioned like the bare minimum, don't turn the ball over. If Zach Wilson went this weekend and didn't turn the ball over, that would be huge. For him. <laughs> like it'd be a career boost. But for Daniel Jones, who got thirty nine mil a year or whatever the number is, it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, Rob, I, I keep coming back to this. I'm like, all right, well, maybe you can make an excuse. Like they play the Cowboys, who are the best team in the NFCs, first or second. I, don't, I, I feel like right now they're playing better than the Eagles. The Cowboys are. Or they look better through two games. Roster is right there on par with the Eagles. And then they played the Niners, who is right there with Dallas and the Eagles in the NFC. And then they played the complete opposite, which was maybe the worst team in the Cardinals. But the problem is they got they were like non-competitive at all against the elites. And then you face a, a, a cellar dweller, and you basically split halves with them and need one of the greatest halves you've had in franchise history just to get the dub. I mean, Rob, th- there's no way this is an upper crust team in the NFC. Like, I, I, I don't see anything um, defensively. I mean, offensively, I, I don't know where you where you find the positives. And listen, I, I went after this guy on social media. I, I didn't go after him, but he covers the Giants for a newspaper. And I happened to work with him way back, like 20 years ago at this newspaper. And, you know, we were friendly or whatever. And um, he, he covers the Giants now. And he wrote, like, some encouraging signs from uh, fr- from this 30 to 12 loss. And I'm like, hold up. Wh- where are the encouraging signs? If you're a Giants fan, like what? Like d- no stars got injured? <laughs> like I-, I, don't, I don't know what the encouraging signs are. Like the- it was like a, what was it, 17-12 in the third quarter for like, I don't know, eight, six minutes? Is that encouraging? Like I-, I just, I saw nothing from them offensively. I didn't see anything defensively. They didn't slow the Niners. And if we could quickly talk about the Niners, Rob. Um, so you remove Brandon Ayuk from the offense, and you're like, oh, maybe it could be tough sledding for them. You know, he's really good. He was amazing against the Steelers. Like, this could be tough. He's their downfield threat. And it's like, oh, some random dude catches his first pass ever, and it's a touchdown. And then Debo Samuel goes off for my fantasy team. By the way, how, how much fun is he to watch? Is, he, is, there, a, is there a better watch at receiver 
in terms of like breaking tackles and toughness than Debo Samuel, Rob, I, I don't think there can't be. No, even just pure entertainment value. I think him and Tyreek Hill are the two most entertaining wide receivers to watch. I, that's a that's a take. There's your take. I mean, like Justin Jefferson and Chase are nasty, but like great, Debo, but is just just to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Debo was amazing. George Kittle getting in the mix with with some flexing. I don't know, man. It just I, I, at some point we gotta and and I'll ask Kyle Rudolph about it, but like. I don't. What do you, what do you end up doing with Purdy? Like, is he Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, if you win the Super Bowl with Purdy, or you go to the Super Bowl, I mean, eventually are they going to have to pay this guy? Like, I still can't tell. the The sample size is tiny, right? He still's only played what, like thirteen games, maybe not even like twelve games. I don't know, Rob. What What do you do with Purdy? Is he awesome or is he in a stacked team? It's so tough. I'll tell you what, I mean, both things can be true. Yes, that they're stacked. They have talent all over the place. Their offensive line is very underrated. Um, but at the same time, you have to be able to be the trigger man in a system like that. Like putting them in position, Debo Samuel, you mentioned George Kittle, to do the things after the catch that make them special is a skill, right? Because there's some guys, even if they don't turn the ball over, they're hitting guys right in the middle of the numbers down. And then that's the end of the game. He's putting it out in front so that McCaffrey can add another four or five yards so Debo can add 25 yards because that's how special he is. And that is something that, you you know, he's just highly accurate. Across three games, he's averaging 245 yards per game. He's undefeated, again, as you mentioned, five total touchdowns. Like, at some point, you know, you just got to concede that he is, you know, I think Michael Parsons said right, he's a top 15 NFL quarterback. And as long as he can avoid, I know that's supposed to be the bare minimum, but avoid the big mistakes and he doesn't try to, you know, do too much, he, he's awesome for that system. He's great. And he's, and eventually you're going to have to pay him, but that's another problem for another day, I think. I mean, if, if he, he still hasn't, I mean, this game he started against the Eagles, he got hurt on one, like the second or third drive in the NFC title game. Like, we haven't seen Brock Purdy lose a game, right? No, he's never lost a game he's uh, finished. It's kind of crazy. Um, and you could argue like, oh, well, he's never had to come back. Look at his roster. And Rob, we do this a little bit in the NBA. But I don't think we do it enough in the NFL. And me and Coward had like a moment Thursday where we talked about it. But it was like, he, you know, Justin Fields is getting destroyed, obviously, in Chicago for general sucking and, you know, missing guys and holding the ball too long. And I'm like, well... It's like we're killing Fields, who's playing with an unproven offensive coordinator, whose skill position players were upgraded from, like, bottom of the basement to, like, average. I don't know. They're running back. Below average. Okay, I mean, below other average. than DJ Moore, they're below average. Yeah, offensive line's beat up. And it's like, Fields hasn't looked great. Meanwhile, you go to Justin Herbert, who I like, and I know you'll, like, you'll appreciate this, but I said to Coward, I'm like, listen, I like Herbert as much as the next guy. He's had the ball the first two weeks late in the game with a chance to get up to get the go-ahead points, okay? Against Miami, they had a chance to kick a field goal and win, and they couldn't get a first down, okay? Then, against Tennessee, he had two chances, Rob. The final drive, they're down three. They drive, I think, into the red zone, and they had like 45 seconds left and I think two timeouts, and they couldn't score a touchdown. They settle for a field goal, they get the ball first, and they go three and out. So, like, I like Herbert, and I've got buddies who are Chargers fans who listen to this podcast, they invite me to games. I just, uh, Herbert gets a pass for all this, which is, I get it. He's awesome, and, and, and I understand that. But we're, like, crushing fields, and we're saying he's not an NFL quarterback. He's 5-27. And, and, like, 
I'm just going to ask, Rob. If you were to put Justin Fields on the 49ers, and, and again, we do this in the NBA, like, we don't, I don't feel like we do it as much in the NFL. We just write guys off. I'm just, what does Fields look like on the Niners? And we could say, well, no, Jay, he's not reading defense with the Bears. Well, he's under pressure. His guys aren't getting separation. And who the hell's his play caller? You give him Mike McDaniel or Kyle Shanahan, and you tell me Justin Fields can't absolutely make some things happen. I, I just, I don't know. It's a complicated discussion, but the game sucked last night. So go ahead and, uh, you know, go off, King. <laughs> I like so. Um, it, it's, it's a, it is a complicated question because I think that the answer is somewhere in the middle. I think that their their ceiling is much higher with a talent like Justin Fields. It's why they made the trade for Trey Lance. They were looking for more explosive, you know, plays, both in the run game and in the pass game. And Brock Purdy, for all of his skills, he doesn't have the biggest arm. They mentioned that on the broadcast um, with Kirk Herbstreit. However, he throws a great anticipation. He's very accurate. And those are two things that so far Justin Fields hasn't shown he's been able to do. So do I think that they'd have a higher ceiling than they do with Brock Purdy? Well, I mean, they're already a contender, so I don't know how much higher you can get. But yes, um, I also think that their floor would be lower. I also don't think that they would be undefeated in all you know, 12, 13 games, whatever, that mm. Justin Fields would have started. Um, so it's, it's an interesting question for sure. Yeah, and we'll never get the, we'll never know the answer. But the thing is, like, if Fields keeps screwing up, like, Bears are going to draft another quarterback. He's going to be the backup. Probably going to move on from it. It's going to be like the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Those guys were starters. I think Mariota got to the playoffs with the Titans. That and they and they won against Kansas City. Alex Smith's last start before they moved to Mahomes. But it was like, well, we we gave him a shot for five years. Didn't quite work out. And then you just quietly move on. And I feel like. Barring some miracle, Rob, I feel like that's going to happen to Fields. And it's happening a lot to these young quarterbacks. It happened with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Um, uh, Sam Darnold. Like, a lot of these guys drafted up top, they get their chance, often with crappy franchises and crappy coaches and just not really, you know, it's like you're not getting a shot. You get called up to the big leagues, you've got your chance, and you don't deliver. And it's, well, it wasn't a great circumstance. And then other guys like Brock Purdy plummet to the seventh round. Go to the Niners. Kyle Shanahan. Garoppolo hurt. Trey Lance not ready. Let's throw this Purdy guy in there. And it's like, oh, look at that. And it's like, boom. I mean, life is is just crazy. Anyways, we've rambled long enough. Let's get to our guest, former Vikings tight end, Kyle Rudolph. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a big-time former football player. He's being celebrated this week uh, by the Minnesota Vikings. He just retired. He's retiring a Viking. He now has a job here on Fox Sports Radio Sunday afternoons after all the football is complete. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle, what is up? Not much, Jason. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Uh, You know, obviously a sterling career. You've got this big weekend in Minnesota planned. I'm sure you wish it was under better circumstances, giving the uh, 0-2 start. You've got the stuff swirling around Kirk Cousins. Uh, There's some Justin Jefferson chatter out there. I don't know. I guess talk to me about the vibe in Minnesota this weekend. Well, it's interesting because you look at the Vikings schedule and, um, you know, they've got the 0-2 Chargers coming here to town this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium. And a, a must-win game for them at this point in the season. And then they follow it up with a road game uh, against the Carolina Panthers and their number one overall pick is, is hurt and not playing this week. So from a Minnesota standpoint, you're looking at a great opportunity to get back to two and two. Uh, I've said this a couple times on my show on Sunday nights that realistically in September, you're just trying to figure yourself out as a team. Um, if you get to two and two and you've set yourself up to you know establish an identity and how you're going to win football games for the rest of the year you know obviously everyone would love to get off to a 4-0 start in September but 
you can't win the Super Bowl in September, but you can certainly lose it. And dropping this game this week to the Chargers here in Minnesota would set you up for not having an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. So uh, it was funny. Obviously, I mentioned uh, when I got asked if I was the Jets, what would I do? I'd say, oh. the Vikings. Um, you know, why, why wouldn't you? It's like if, if you're trying to bring a quarterback in to win a Super Bowl, you feel like you have a roster right now that can win a Super Bowl minus the quarterback position, um, and you want to bring somebody in to, to compete for a Super Bowl, you know, I, I Kirk is that guy. He can do that for you. He can be implemented with, you know, we had a lot of really good teams here. We playoff runs with really good defenses and a good run game and their skill players. He'd be a perfect fit there. But ultimately, that's why I said, yeah, if I'm the Vikings, you know, I, I think you got to take the phone call. Like, you know, you talk about Justin Jefferson and, and his name, you know, rumors starting to swirl with him. You got to pay that guy a lot of money. And it's certainly a lot easier to pay that guy a lot of money mm-hmm. without a, a quarterback contract that's north of $35, 40000000 million. So um, I just feel like when you look at both situations, it's one that would be advantageous for both of them to explore. But ultimately, I don't think it happens because I do think the Vikings get back to 2-2 two and two in a really down division. Um, I see them competing for a, a playoff spot here wow. come late December. Well, they, they won't be trading Kirk uh, if they think they can compete. That's not great for my Jets. Uh, I longtime Jets fan. I was born in New York. Uh, but one, one more thing on, on Minnesota. So you spent uh, most of your career there, obviously. Um, it was the most memorable game, that one playoff game, uh, Case Keenum with, with the touchdown pass. <laughs> yeah, obviously the, the Minneapolis miracle here at right. U.S. Bank Stadium was one that, I mean, I'll never forget how loud the stadium was when Diggsy was running down the sideline and, uh, you know, we kind of just felt like we were a team of destiny at that point. The Super Bowl was here at U.S. Bank Stadium. At that oh. point, no team had ever played in their own Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, since two have played and won a Super Bowl in their own stadium, but we were going to be the first. And it, it just felt like at that moment in the season, uh, it was meant to be. And then, unfortunately, we went to Philly the next week yeah. and got our teeth kicked in. We didn't play very well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you mentioned Diggs. Um, obviously, we as right before we were recording, the crappy news came out. Trayvon Diggs, the great cornerback on Dallas, uh, tore his ACL at practice. Um, a, a horrible news out for the season. Um, I don't know. When I hear tearing it at practice, I mean, Kyle, are people going full tilt at practice on a Thursday uh, with a game that weekend? Like, how, how does that? I, mean, I don't want to ask how does yeah, that um, happen, but like do you, that stuff seems very odd and, and random, no? Yeah, it's unfortunate, and you know I'd be curious how it happened. Obviously, yes, especially the skill players. Like we're running around, everybody's playing full speed on practice. Even Thursday, Friday in the NFL is referred to as Fast Friday. You know, on Friday you want to fly around and, and play as fast as right. you possibly can before you shut things down on on Saturday and then go play on Sunday. And you know, unfortunately, there's so many things. Uh, non-contact ways it could have just been a freak step or you know plant the wrong way Um, so obviously none of us know how it happened but it's extremely unfortunate to to hear the news coming out of Cowboys practice today we talked about your Minnesota career I listen I'm sure it was forgettable and it was not great but um, I gotta ask you about the Giants you played with Daniel Jones one season Mm -hmm. Joe Judge was the coach um, listen, I don't think much of Daniel Jones. I know you played with him. I'm, a lot of people don't want to be mean to guys they played with and stuff. Uh, how, how did the Giants give this guy such a bad, big contract? I mean, Kyle, let's be real. Uh, I mean, he's, he, he, he's super talented. Um, 
I mean, as a Jets fan, you can hate on him all you want, and I'll, I'll stick up for him because <laughs> he's – I mean, look what he did last week, and you can say, oh, it's the Arizona Cardinals. They're terrible. Uh, okay. That was still an NFL defense that he came out and basically single-handedly brought them back and, and got them a win that they had to have going to San Francisco. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious to see, you know, at some point he's got to settle in and, and play the football that I know he can play, that we all saw him play last year. Um, you look at the circumstances, the first three years of his career, I was a part of that dysfunction. I saw the way that, you know, they were treating him and the, the people that they were putting around him um, you know, just, it's, it's no way for a guy to have success. And, um, you know, people don't want to hear it because, you know, I say it all the time, like he's just this kid from Duke, uh, but he's as athletic and as talented as almost any quarterback in this league. And there's no reason why he can't be a Josh Allen type quarterback. He has all the tools. I mean, Josh Allen caliber. I mean, Josh Allen was like the MVP favorite heading into last season. Yeah. I mean, then look at the numbers that Daniel put up last year and, and playing in that same system. You know, how was Josh Allen an MVP the first year with Brian Dable? No, he was just kind of a guy running around making plays. And then, you know, what, what was he three to four years after being in that system? So there's a lot of really good football players in our league. And oftentimes what separates the good players from the elite players, the great players, not that they're that much more talented. It's, it's circumstances, it's situation. Um, and I think he's finally in a good situation there with having Brian Dable there and, and having an offensive-minded head coach. Um, I know you went into, you know, radio and um, who knows what else you got down the pike. I heard you got a lot of business stuff going on that's pretty awesome and uh, philanthropic stuff that's great. But, you know, if you were in a front office, you know, we mentioned Daniel Jones getting a lot of money. Kirk Cousins, you alluded to his contract and paying Justin Jefferson. I'm curious, where do you stand on the whole paying the quarterback, i.e. Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, versus the San Fran model, which is currently, hey, we got Brock Purdy, seventh-round pick, paying him nothing. We can have a stacked roster as good as any in the league. That's our best path to the Super Bowl. Where do you stand on the whole building a team and paying a quarterback and everything? Well, it's hard. I, I talked about it this past Sunday on the radio show because we were talking about Brock, Brock Purdy being – he has the 70th-ranked salary amongst quarterbacks in the NFL, 70. So when you have a quarterback that's making that amount of money, it allows you to have – the highest paid running back in football, one of the highest paid tight ends, one of the highest paid left tackles, one of the highest paid linebackers, the highest paid defensive player ever. Um, so you can put a lot of talent around a guy like that. Um, but there's also, you know, teams that have quarterbacks. You know, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, for instance, uh, they're paying Patrick Mahomes a lot of money. So what did they have to do? They had to trade Tyree Kill. You can't pay Patrick Mahomes a lot of money and pay Tyree Kill $30 million. So I feel like there are quarterbacks that are worth it. Um, if you're paying them top dollar in the NFL, 50 plus million dollars a year. And there are quarterbacks at times where, you know, maybe they're just mediocre, maybe a little better. They're good. They're not great. And they're going to get paid that money because that's what the market dictates. And their team is scared to death of what's life like without them. Yeah. So I, I think there's going to be this, you have to kind of find a middle ground if you're a team that feels like we have a good one. Um, you know, we have a guy that we believe we can win with, but there's a difference between a good one that you can win with and a great one to, it doesn't matter if Tyree kill leaves and you got to replace that wide receiver because your quarterback is going to make him better. Um, so there's, there's definitely two ways to do it. You've seen the chiefs had success. You've seen the 49ers have success. Mm -hmm. 
we had a super talented roster when I was here in Minnesota because we had quarterbacks on lower salary deals that right. allowed us to keep allowed us to keep a lot of talent around the quarterback and ultimately make the quarterback better. We went to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum as our quarterback, a backup mm-hmm. quarterback, and it was because of all the talent we had around the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we talk about this radio, TV, podcast, like left and right, like that's the way to do it. Don't pay your quarterback mm-hmm. anything, but then you look around and – you know, uh, San Francisco and Miami look like the two best teams in the league. It's very early. And, oh, by the way, the Dolphins didn't pick up Tua's fifth-year option, but they have a Shanahan guy, uh, McDaniel, running the show. I'm curious, do, what's your best guess as to what the Dolphins do with Tua? We know the, the history of the concussions, and yeah, maybe he keeps us up. I don't know, think he's going to win the MVP, but they're going to be good. There should be a playoff team. Do you think that Miami can say, you know what? I love our track team. We're going to build out our defense. Why don't we go ahead and not pay Tua and just plug in a quarterback the way San Fran has plugged in Brock Purdy and we could get this thing rolling, keep it going? I mean, it's a very viable option. I think there's so much more that goes into it, though, besides just that decision. Um, You know, like, who is that person? What do they mean to the locker room? You know, how would the guys around the locker room feel? What does that do for your organization? Um, And I ultimately believe just because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. You know, we talked about Daniel Jones before. The Giants didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option, and it ultimately cost them about $10 million uh, this year. So he was supposed to make maybe around 30. He's making 40 because they didn't want to pick up his fifth-year option. Ultimately, they had to keep him from, you know, franchise tag would have paid him a little over 30 this year. They ended up giving him the long-term contract. And, um, I, I give the Giants credit because, you know, everybody says, oh, a huge contract. It's, you know, 40 million years, you know, 160 over four. 40 million is going to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback contract here <laughs> probably by next year. You know, these guys are up in the mid-50s already. So, yeah. um, you know, I think when you can get a guy like that that you believe in and then you want to keep around, um, you know, ultimately you got to find something that works for you and the team. Yeah. Not every guy can reset the market, and I don't believe, you know, I mentioned Justin Herbert the second high payest quarterback of all time. He's never won a, never won a playoff game. Yeah. Daniel Jones has won a playoff game. Oh, you know, like, like, <laughs> I like mean, it. we can bend it however we want. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is what it is. If you feel like you got your guy, you got your guy. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to go to the Bears and Justin Herbert real quick. Um, you've been in some good spots and some not some great spots. I'm curious what, what's gone down this week with Justin Fields. They've looked awful. There was optimism all offseason. I love the Bears. I thought they could be a wild card team. I mean, they look like a disaster. I'm just curious. Take us inside the locker room to like one of your bad experiences like that where it's like, holy hell, everybody's talking about it. The vibes are bad. Is there any, any way to salvage this? You know, there's still a lot of football left. Uh, I talked about September kind of just being like, hey, we're trying to figure this all out. We're trying to figure out how we win football games, who we are as a team. Um, I had the Bears as one of my most disappointing teams uh, through the first two weeks. And, again, it was a lot of the offseason hype, what they've done, who they've brought in. Uh, Justin Fields improving as a quarterback off last year. We saw the way he could run the football, but, you know, becoming a better passer of the football. Um and ultimately, look, I've been on teams that had expectations of making the playoffs and, and having a good year and starting one and five. Uh, in 2020, we started one and five. We were 0 and four. 
Uh, we won our first game, then we dropped one. We had our bye week. We went on the road uh, coming out of the bye and played at Green Bay, who was uh, the favorite in our division. I think they were 5-1 and one and we were 1-5. and five. Uh, And we beat them in Lambeau. And for us, it was kind of like the, the jump start to our season. And ultimately, we were <clears throat> clawed, all, all, clawed our way all the way back um, to playing meaningful, meaningful football games in December with a chance to make the playoffs. So, um, no, th- there's still a lot of football left to play. Um, I, I don't think it's just over in Chicago, but it is really disappointing to see kind of the performance from their offense through two weeks. Uh, you were with Brady, obviously, in Tampa briefly. I've read all the awesome stuff uh, that you've said, and I heard, heard what you said on your radio show about playing with Brady. I am curious um, – are you surprised by the 2-0 start in Baker Mayfield? Because it felt like Tampa was headed toward Bowles as a goner, probably a fire sale coming around Halloween, and yet they start the season 2-0, and and they're taking money this week against Philly. Uh, Lions coming down. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at Tampa and the way they've won their first two games. um, You know, I have a lot of respect, and I give a lot of credit to teams that, you know, again, they know exactly who they are. They know what they have to do to win games. Um, you don't want Baker dropping back and throwing the ball 50 times a game, but yet you play really, really good defense. You turn the football over. Baker's taking care of the ball. I think that's first and foremost probably the most important thing that he's done through two games is he's not turning the football over. And then, you know, Mike Evans is probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in football and has been for the last decade. Um, but he goes out there week in and week out making huge plays, catching big touchdowns for that offense. So, um, no, I think it's they know what their recipe for success is down there in Tampa, and they have a real challenge coming to Tampa this week against the Eagles because that front is the best they'll see so far. Yeah, uh, we got just two more questions. One, obviously, we'll wrap up with Notre Dame in a second with their big game. But first, I got to ask, so from like a schematic standpoint, uh, let's look at the Washington-Buffalo game for a sec. Um, you know, Buffalo plays a lot of a certain kind of defense. Sam Howell struggled against a certain kind of defense. Um, how do you like? How do you handicap a game like that from an outsider perspective? But having been on the inside, like if you're uh, Buffalo and you say, "Hey, we're playing a lot of two tight end sets, and Washington can't defend that. We're just going to shove it down their throat." Or is it, "Hey, we've got to change some things up to adjust because they know what's coming." Like, just take us inside what you think might be going down in in Buffalo, Washington this weekend. Well, I think it's it's going to be important and. and- Buffalo is probably in their meetings talking about how they have to find ways to, to run the football. Um, getting James Cook involved, uh, it's a defense in Washington that's extremely stout. Uh, one of the tougher fronts to, to run the football again. I remember playing against a lot of those guys over the years, uh, and they're just – they're tough. Um, but I do think, again, Josh adds this this element that – makes them very difficult to defend in a two tight end set because, you know, you, those, they can run those two tight ends out there and it could basically be the same as if they're in 11 personnel with three wide receivers and a tight end and they can line up in spread formations and throw the ball all over the place or they can line up and actually play two tight end football mm. and run the ball and use Josh in the run game where if the quarterback's running the ball, you have an extra blocker. Um, you're not a man short if the, t- if the quarterback hands the ball off to the running back. So, um, you know, I definitely see Josh getting involved in the run game quite a bit uh, in order to run the football against that front. 
Interesting. Uh, all right, Kyle, we can wrap up with this. You went to Notre Dame, uh, a good buddy of mine. We've won a couple <laughs> men's league basketball championships out here. Uh, Dane Christ, you know, you, you guys were uh, teammates at Notre Dame. I've been asking him for intel on the Irish-Ohio State game this weekend. Um, I, I don't know. A, you know, give me what you got, and B, what do you think of Sam Hartman so far? Well, I, I mean, I like the Irish as home underdogs. I think it's a great opportunity for Notre Dame to win a big game. We haven't won a big game in a really long time, especially <laughs> against one of these power, you know, Ohio State's, uh, Clemson's, Alabama's of the world. So I, I think it's a great opportunity for them to win a game at home. And uh, I think the reason why they went like win that game is because of Sam Hartman. Uh, he's a difference maker at the quarterback position and one that we haven't had in a long time. We've really relied heavily on just being able to run the football, uh, win the line of scrimmage, and now they have a guy back there who can completely take over the game. Yeah, so I, I kind of want to ride with you on Notre Dame. I just, they've like you said, they've lost so many big games. I, I'm a so little many. skittish to get involved. But uh, <laughs> Kyle Rudolph, yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time to uh, join us. And, uh, you know, good luck. Congratulations again on the Vikings. And uh, keep up the good work on your radio show. Thanks, Chase. I appreciate it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, 
AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com sales. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good, good stuff from Kyle Rudolph. Uh, two-time Pro Bowler, played with some big-time players in the NFL. Very defensive of Daniel Jones, but I get it. Hey, that was his guy. He played with him. Rudolph, you know, nice guy. Um, all right, let's get to best bets. I'll just confess right now that I, I am definitely against the perceived sharps on a couple games this weekend. And let's jump right into Steelers and Raiders. I guess it's a bad read by me. I thought, wait, why are the Raiders favored? And I grabbed the Steelers. I said, perfect bounce back spot. We've talked about it a couple times this week. If you're just tuning in Thursday for the picks, um, sorry you missed like the intense breakdown where I gave my thoughts on Steelers, Raiders, but it's like, I just, I don't see why the Raiders are almost favored by, it's inching toward three as we record this late Thursday night, putting in the picks, Raiders minus two and a half, minus 123, really? They should be three point favorites at home against anyone? Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm stunned at that, and hey, I may, I've been wrong before, obviously, who hasn't been, I got Pittsburgh plus one and a half, obviously a terrible line, but if this continues, I don't think I could take them in the contest. Uh, but at plus three, I could maybe take them in the contest. Um, I just like to steal. I, you know, again, you never the the one mantra that I've had in this contest. What I've been in eight years now is you're never as good or as bad as you were last week. The Steelers were putrid. They have, I believe, the fewest red zone trips uh, in the NFL this season, fewer than the Bears, which is embarrassing. And they have not looked particularly sharp on offense, but consider the opponents. Um, I, I just look at what the Raiders have defensively. I don't see anything. Um, if Pickett can't get right here, that's a major problem. If Matt Canada cannot lead them to some success, 24, 27 points, whatever, then there's a good chance that he just gets, hey, man, take the bus. We'll see, we'll see you soon. Um, and, and you're done. I, I just I don't see how the Steelers don't win this game. But anyways, I bet them and the market's against me. Um I, I told you guys I took Bills six and a half. Now, there is some kind of storm brewing that you're going to want to check out and monitor throughout the weekend. Of course, now the line's down to six. People think that uh, Eric Bieniemy ha- with the Chiefs, had they had their way with the Buffalo Bills defense for several years there with Mahomes. Um, obviously, Bieniemy does not have Mahomes now. He has Sam Howell, who, I don't know, will the real Sam Howell please stand up? Was he the guy who was garbage for a game against the Cards? and mediocre for a half, or was he the guy who was lights out for a half against Denver in a comeback? I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll find out. I, I, again, I don't think highly of the Bills, except when they play bad teams. I don't consider Washington a very good team, so I'm on the Bills at 6.5. I think I'll be on them in the contest. Um, Packers-Saints, this is one where it's like the Green Bay Packers, like Bakhtiari, what's up? Is he going to miss the game? Jenkins going to miss the game? Two starting linemen down. Saints defense is good. Line's coming down. I like Saints on the road. I do not have anything on a side here, but I'm leaning towards Saints in the contest. Patriots, Jets, obviously I'm passing on. I'm sorry, I cannot. It hurts. This is the problem with being like a fan of a team. I don't want to take the Patriots and win money, and then I take them in the contest, and it's a win, and then the Jets are victorious, and it's like, well, I bet against my team and the um. I was on the wrong side, like picking against them. What, what am I doing? And I'm happy that the Jets would win. So, like, I can't do it. I've just got to sidestep this game. My gut 
My gut tells me the Jets actually show up here, but I'm not super confident. Remember, I thought they would show up against the Cowboys last week. Um, Jags, Texans, I'm on the Jags again. Boy, Jason, getting some not great numbers. I got eight and a half this week. It went up, looks like it went up to nine, nine and a half, then came back down when the Texans injury report kind of cleared up. Uh, this was 31-3 last year, uh, late in the season. And I look at the offensive line issues. I look at Jacksonville bouncing back. I look at uh, Calvin Ridley against the secondary that just lost Derek Stingley, their best corner, and he ain't been great. I, I see Lawrence totally bouncing back. This almost feels like a buy low on the Jags. Again, after, uh, you know, in the preseason and leading up, we're like, could the Jags be the number one seed? Could they win 11, 12 games? And then they lose to the Chiefs, scuffle, and you're like, ooh, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence stink. And listen, they didn't look great for a while against the Colts, but that was a little more their defense. I just don't see Stroud abusing Jacksonville here on the road. So I'm on the Jags. I think I'll be on them in the contest. It's a it's another big big favorite. They're risky. Remember, San Francisco killed me last week with that late field goal by the Rams. Um, Cleveland is one I have bet personally. Now here's the problem. In the contest, it's three and a half. I got the bet at minus three, but a lot of juice. Minus 126. It's it's a little bit of a price to pay. I don't like three and a half. Titans love to keep games close. Can the Browns get separation without any offense? I think they can win this game with their defense alone. The dog pound's going to be popping off. I like the Browns here. I'm on them. Uh, I just don't know if I can do the contest at three and a half. Uh, Chargers, Vikings. I have bet the Chargers at Pickham. I will be on the Chargers game day. I have... Gone down with the Chargers two weeks in a row. I don't mind doing it again. And, uh, you know, folks, sometimes you just you have a belief and you can't get off of it. And one of my beliefs right now is that the Chargers are still a good team. And so, sadly, I will be betting them against the Vikings. If they lose here, oof, that would be extremely, extremely bleak for their season. Um, gosh, could Chargers just win. Again, the Vikings, folks, the Vikings are not a good football team. We know this, right? Nobody's trying to tell me that the Vikings are any good defensively, offensively. Um, the total has gone way up. We talked about the total earlier this week. I think, let's see what we got, 50, was it 50, 52. It's now up to 54 and a half. So again, some, if you listen to the pod Monday and Tuesday, probably getting some good deals, but that's only for the hardcore listeners. Um, so Minnesota's going to blitz as they have been under Flores, the most blitz-heavy team in the league. And I'm just going to remind some people, last year, Dallas went into Minnesota. You guys remember this? Well, Jay, why are you bringing up Dallas? Why would you bring up Dallas? Oh, well, Kellen Moore was the OC of Dallas last year. They went into Minnesota and won 40-3. to Now, I know there's a new defensive coordinator, but at the same time, it's not like the entire defense is new. Flores is going to want a blitz. Herbert's going to be fine against the blitz. He should shred the zone defense. I'm sorry. I, I, I got to go with the Chargers here. Uh, eventually their defense is going to make a play, right? Like they've got to actually make a play. I saw the stat that Minnesota just isn't, doesn't run the football at all. It's essentially um, 90, 90 to 90, 91.5% of their yards are through the air. They don't have a 10-yard carry this season. I mean, the Chargers' issue mostly has been the big plays, but after that it's the run game. So if the Vikings aren't going to run, we're just going to see points on points. Uh, I like the Chargers to, to pull this one out. Uh, unlike last week where I really loaded up on Buffalo, I don't see a game where it's like, hey, you got to smash the hell out of it. Um, total uh, over 44.5 Eagles, Bucks, over 46.5 Broncos, Dolphins, and under 42.5 Raiders, Steelers. All those, I bet, 
I did get the Cowboys at minus 13 earlier in the week. I felt really dumb. It came down, and now it's back at 13. I'm not supposed to do double-digit favors. It's just like, you know, for the new gamblers listening, it's like you're just not going to win long-term betting double-digit favorites. It's a fool's errand. Yes, Gannon has familiarity with the Dallas offense, and maybe Dallas gets caught looking ahead to dates with the Patriots and uh, the 49ers. Those are coming up, so maybe that's they're, they're not as locked in. I don't know, guys. I, I just have a hard time believing that this offense with Josh Dobbs is going to be able to do anything on Quinn's group, even without Trayvon Diggs. It's not like there's a stretch the field guy on the, uh, on the Arizona Cardinals you got to worry about. Um, another game that I, uh, you know, how about this? How about this six and a half point teaser I have? Um, so the Buffalo Bills down to pick. They would have to lose to Washington for this to get blown up. Chargers plus seven and a half. You got to go th- on the teasers. You want to go through the three and seven. So you, uh, you can't go through the seven with Buffalo. So you bring them down to pick them. You bring the Chargers up to seven and a half. So they lose by a touchdown. You're still good. Bring the Steelers up to nine. Come on, the Raiders, are they going to really get separation? No way. They can't. Right? Right? Uh, and then Dallas, which is the dumbest part of this teaser, down to six and a half. Should they scuffle and then only win by a touchdown? I mean, if, that, if that's the case, I'll, I'll be very upset. But that feels like a teaser that that should be a slam dunk. If you were asking me, Jay, what's your craziest pick? This will probably be in the contest, but it has moved. The Indianapolis Colts are eight, eight and a half, nine in Baltimore. And I didn't really look at this game until today. And I, I start looking at, wow, everybody loves the Ravens. I see, I hear, I see this uh, Lamar Jackson MVP. And then I look closer and I see, oh, Ravens are coming off a divisional matchup where they were down six, six starters. And they beat a Bengals team that just isn't right yet. And then they got more guys injured. Uh, two pass rushers, including uh, Oway, the, kid, the young kid out of Penn State. He's out. Um, they got Odell Beckham's injured. Justice Hill, who is filling in for Dobbins, he's injured. They're really banged up. Who do they have next week? Divisional road game at Cleveland. You know, that's always a war. And after that, divisional road game at Pittsburgh. So is there a chance Baltimore, getting high on its own supply after the win over the Bengals, is like, oh, the Colts are coming in? Oh, and Anthony Richardson's not even here. It's going to be Gardner Minshew for real? We good. We got this. And they kind of lollygag and sleepwalk. And next thing you know, Gardner Minshew and Shane Steichen, who have been together for three years dating back to Philly, are like, hey, we, we got some options here. And, and the Colts are able to hang around. Remember, the Colts were whooping up on the Texans last week. It was 31-10. That was a beatdown in the fourth quarter before, you know, C.J. Stroud starts chucking and ducking and everybody's like, oh, C.J. Stroud's good. Um, I don't know. I, I think um, these cluster injuries for the Ravens, on defense, offensive line, a wide receiver. Like, I think this stuff adds up, and I think that the Colts can keep it close. I'm sure Lamar's going to win. I'll be taking the uh, Ravens in Survivor. But I, I just I don't see a world where the, um, where the Colts get absolutely blasted here in a game that the Ravens just, there's nothing to get excited about. So that would be my, uh, if you're looking for a dangerous um, dog, I think the Colts can be a little bit feisty in a game that uh, I, I don't think many people have circled. It's not like a sexy game in a Gardner Minshew. Come on, get out of here. Uh, and finally, I just felt like I need to talk about this one. Um, Miami-Denver. So it looks like it's sticking on six and a half, and it won't hit seven. 
because the big money gamblers will just grab the numbers guys will just grab Denver getting a touchdown. Um, by the way, Miami's not going to dominate offensively all season. They looked incredible in the opener. Belichick said, oh, let me do some adjustments. And he kept five and six defensive backs on the field for like almost every play. And Tua was a little confounded. But what ended up happening? Well, let's give it to Mostert. And he went nuts and had the long touchdown run. So Miami said, okay, we see what you're doing. You're going to take away the big play that the Chargers didn't. And uh, we're going to give what the defense takes us, which is, or we're going to take what the defense gives us, which is, you know, Mostert. Uh, heavy dose of maybe that young, fast kid. I don't even remember his name. Uh, I was going to get him in fantasy, but someone else got him. Um, and, and I just, I got this like, huh, would Denver do that same thing? And then you think, huh, well, if Waddle, who's in concussion protocol, if he doesn't go, you'd maybe have Sertan just follow Tyreek Hill around the field and say, you know what, go ahead, beat us with Braxton Berrios, beat us with Durham Smythe, go for it. And Denver gets feisty. Now the opposite is, you know, this this Denver offense can be a rough watch. And going down into that heat in Miami, I looked at the temperature. It looks like there could be some rain in the forecast. Um, rain Saturday and Sunday, perhaps, at I think it's called Hard Rock Stadium. And will that slow down Miami a little bit and give Denver an advantage? I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's a game I foolishly bet early, uh, Miami minus six and a half. And then there's just an avalanche of evidence that says just wait and see what happens. Um, you might get that seven for Denver. So this is a tough week. Um, I don't see any anything that's an absolute layup. Like Buffalo last week screamed, you got to get on this. I didn't talk about Chiefs-Bears because the spread's 12. And we know Patrick Mahomes is way better as a small favorite than he is a massive one. There's just, hey, let's just get out of here with no injuries, get the W. One of those deals. Um, Carolina, Seattle, uh, haven't done much with because of the Bryce Young situation. He's going to be out. It's going to be Andy Dalton. I kind of sort of want to take Carolina here. They went to Seattle last year and pushed him around. They will win the trenches against the Seahawks. Remember, this is a Seahawks team as a dog. Love them. Always feisty. As a favorite? See what they did against the Rams as a favorite? And as a dog against Detroit, showed up. I, I don't It's just one of those weird... Like, I want to take Carolina, but then the problem in the contest is you take Carolina, they get their doors blown off, and you're like, why the f- am I backing these garbage quarterbacks? Andy friggin' Dalton, really, Jason? And that's the and, and that's the toughest thing about taking these dogs with fleas. Like, I, I kind of want to take Atlanta. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Desmond Ritter hasn't been on the road yet. Oh, his first road game is going to be in Detroit. And now the Lions have injury issues too. So it's like, I, I don't, I, some of these games, man, I, I don't love this week. Confidence isn't wavering because of anything of last week. But if you had to ask me, Jay, you can bet one game this week. Um, I think I would probably take the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson at three. At three and a half, that would not be my pick. My pick would probably be the Chargers, which <laughs> good luck. Anyways, great week. Be back on Monday, hopefully with the Jets win. Patriots 0-3, and I'll lead with Belichick. Can't wait. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 